The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here today because... Today's podcast has all the stuff. It is kind of sexy. It's exciting. It's spooky. I'm going to tell you about a building that I cleared recently, and it is the coolest story. So welcome. Get cozy. Grab your popcorn or watch the road if you're driving. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so happy that you're here. And if this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe and share this, please, with people who you think would love to dive into the paranormal spiritual world with me. So I'm an angel communicator and psychic medium, as you probably know, right? I say that all the time. What that typically means is I meet one-on-one with people or in small groups, talking to people about what I essentially call soul coaching. People want me to talk to their angels with them about their life purpose or how the health of their soul, past lifetimes. Sometimes they want me to channel about a love relationship or their finances. Sometimes people want me to talk to their loved ones who have passed because they miss them or there's some unfinished business and they just need me to be liaison to help them communicate. Well, there's this whole other side of my life as a spiritual communicator that I don't really advertise very much, and yet it is a big component. That big piece of my work is clearing entities and attachments from items and people and buildings. Now, this part of my life, I'm not going to lie, it feels kind of like a movie sometimes. I have my special bag that I pack that I call my exorcism bag. Not joking, it really is my exorcism bag. It's got a holy water. It's got my holy relics that I use because I believe in them personally, so crosses or rosary. It has clearing elements like sage, incense, and uh, Palo Santo wood. And I also have some musical components there like a steel drum and a bell that I'll use to bring back in the light or to neutralize the energy in a building. When I say neutralize the energy in the building, What I mean is that every building holds memory. And our houses, our buildings have a personality. They might not have a consciousness where there's thought there. They're not making decisions, but there is a certain type of consciousness in every single building, new or old. 
a new building can be haunted because of the soil that it is built upon. An old building holds memories of all the things that happened in its fiber. So in the border, in the mortar, in the bricks, in the limestone, in the foundation, there are memories there. Some of it is residual, like an energetic sludge or a thumbprint or an imprint from things that have happened. Sometimes it's more intelligent. And I mean intelligent because it could be an actual haunting. Think about where you've been in your life, um, physically, where you have been. Where have you lived? Did you live in a spooky house in college? Was your dormitory haunted? How about where you work? Do you have places in your house or places that you work where you just don't want to go there? You don't want to go to the basement or that back closet makes you feel a little bit ooky. Well, you are intuitive. I know you are because you're listening to this podcast and you're probably picking up on the essence of something that is there that is either an intelligent haunting, something hanging out and looking at you, or it could be the energetic residue of something that happened there long ago. I get to clear both. So when I walk into a house or a building, I make an assessment. Is this old stuff that needs to be cleared? If so, I pull out my sage, my incense. I walk around the house or the building and using that smoke, I just clear the space. I say some prayers, done. If it is a haunting, now that's a different type of situation because I have to go in and make an assessment and then I have to call upon my creator and angels and my holy team, including some of my family members on the other side when they're willing to help me negotiate with these entities or these souls to get them out. Sometimes they're stuck. Sometimes they want to be there. They're there because they are naughty. They want to wreak a little havoc. They're bored. And so they use us as their entertainment. Well, there's this store that I love in Des Moines, and I promised I wouldn't say the title. So don't message me and ask me what the title of this business is because I can't tell you and I won't tell you. But I will tell you it's one of my favorite places to shop. And we have been shopping there for a long time. And this building has a cool first level. Then you go down to the basement. There's lots of rooms set up. It's an antique store. So when I go in there as a psychic, I'm already feeling a lot of cool stuff from the items that are there. Well, when you walk down the steps, I always got this kind of ominous, yucky feeling in my stomach. And there is a bathroom right there as well. And when I'd stop in the bathroom, I thought, oh, I really want to get done fast here. Not so I could just go back and shop, but because I didn't feel right in there. I didn't feel like I was really being watched. I just felt off and it didn't feel very good. And I would notice that when I would leave the building and I would get outside, I would exhale as if I'd been holding myself in the whole time that I'd been shopping. We purchased a lot of things there and I'd get them home and I would clear them. So side note, when you purchase something from an antique store, you should clear it when you get home because it might have something stuck to it from the previous owners. So you just get some white sage going or a white candle or some Palo Santo wood or some incense, get that smoke rolling and you put your item over it or you move that smoke in its direction and kind of encapsulate it and you're good to go. Well, I got to be friends with the owner of this business and she asked me to come in because she had also been feeling not so great in the space. In fact, sometimes she felt like something was rushing up to her and it bothered me that she didn't feel safe in this place that was obviously so joyful and was such 
is such a fun place for people to go and shop and just come together as this community of people who love cool things to bring in their house. That made me sad. And I wanted to make sure that nothing was interfering with the health of her business. So my husband and I spend some time in this building after hours. Now I take my husband along because when I'm doing clearings, whether that's a clearing of a person or a building, I want to have somebody else with me because when I'm in the zone and I'm channeling, I want to make sure I'm okay. And so my husband watches to make sure that my pallor of my face still is rosy and healthy he makes sure that my blood sugar isn't dropping and I'm not getting tired. He's making sure that I am not noticing something. Well, let me put it this way. He might notice something that's going on with me that I might not because I'm so involved in the clearing. And he assists me in other ways. He's a very spiritual, intuitive person. So sometimes he steps in and he's full partner with me clearing or recording or saying some holy words to clear the space. So here we go. Ed and I are in this building after hours and it has a very different feeling at night. Let me tell you, when we walked in there it felt like all eyes were on us and they clearly knew we were coming. I talked to the owner outside for a little bit because I didn't want them to know what we were saying. And I don't know if they heard us or not, but it kind of feels like they did. When I went in the first time, I walked around the building and I became aware that there was a presence there that didn't feel human to me walked down the steps that I was talking to you about earlier where it just didn't feel right. And the owner said that the previous renters had painted a pentagram on the floor. I don't like to talk about pentagrams. I hate them, despise them that much. So if you want to look up what a pentagram is about, okay, but don't spend much time on it. Let's live in the light, people. But these people had been into something that required them to paint a pentagram on the floor. It had been painted over, but they did it in a way that you could tell what had been underneath. They had just put probably gray or white paint over the red or black paint that they had used to paint this pentagram, so it was obvious. The current owner had painted over it and put a carpet and a table over it, and yet it was still there. In fact, it had opened up a portal. A portal is an invisible doorway. Portals are common. We're going to talk about portals in another episode coming up, so watch for that. But right now, I want you to know that this pentagram and the intention behind it opened up a doorway and was calling in entities from another dimension that we don't necessarily want here. They're not here for our benefit. They're not here to help us. They can make promises to us that make us think that they're on our side. They're not. So here you have this open door and I'm walking through and I can smell this thing looking at me. I can see it. I took a couple of pictures and caught it on camera, made some recordings, heard kind of a growly sound. So I made a plan to start clearing this using holy items and some things that smoke and some prayers. As I walked further into the building, it shifted. I felt like there was a party going on. It was loud. There was a scent of kind of old, damp basement, plus tobacco, plus that smell of an old bar where liquor has dumped on the floor over and over. And it just has that thick, liquory 
smell to it. Well, that's what I smelled. It just came at me like a tidal wave and all of this sensation of a party plus yelling and all these loud noises. I didn't understand it. Then I heard in my right ear, speak easy. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I went back to the owner after I had walked through and I told her what I had experienced and what I heard. And she said that in that basement, there had in fact been a speakeasy. Now the Des Moines area, like many other cities in our nation had secret party places, secret bars in the time of prohibition because alcohol was illegal. So they opened up these speakeasies and there was a pretty big mob influence or mafia influence in Des Moines at this time. So in many of our historic buildings, there are old speakeasies. Some people know about them and they're actually restoring them to be part of their restaurant or their bar or their business. In this case, this speakeasy was still underground. It was still back and under a layer and yet I could still interact with it. And there was something there that needed to come out. It felt human. It definitely felt mafia-esque. I sensed a gentleman wearing a black suit looking good with some other gentlemen with the hats and the black suits. And I think they had guns, but I didn't know if that was my imagination coming in or not, but they definitely were mafia. Then there were some beautiful women there. I heard singing kind of like nightclub um, singing in the background with a little bit of piano. They were really setting the stage so I could see what their life was like. And then it stopped. I sensed a loud bang and they weren't showing me something happening in the moment. They were showing me a memory, something had happened there and it was still stuck in the bricks, in the cement and the limestone. And come to find out because there was a speakeasy there, there were some things that happened in that space that were kind of mafia, like people getting killed. Um, they stayed or kind of house the bodies in this back room for a while. And when stuff like that happens, it stays with the building. So that's the second element that was in this building. Then I kept walking and up above this building are living spaces and they were vacant at that time. And there was a couple of people there. So more human souls that were not crossed over. So we would call them ghosts. And they were stuck there because someone had hurt them, had killed them. Actually, it was two females. One was older, one was younger. So I gathered my angels together. I went back to where we initially started, right by the portal where the pentagram was. And I went through my protocol, which was to surround myself in God's white light, called in my helpers. I called in Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, 
And we started to close that portal. We started to banish the entity that wasn't supposed to be there. And we started to cross over the people, humans that were stuck there that needed to cross over. And we did our best. We cleared it. We went through the space, ringing a, ringing a bell to bring in the holy light. And we left. And there was a sense that we had done good work, but it wasn't done. And I prayed that it was enough that it wouldn't get in the way of this person's business. Well, pretty soon the building was going to go um, under, not under, um, re angels give me the word, remodeling. Thank you. <laughs> um, the building was going to be remodeled. So this person moved her business somewhere else temporarily while the building was being remodeled. And when a haunted place or really any place undergoes serious remodeling, it activates spirit. So all these things that we had cleared earlier, actually we had just kind of stifled and it came back. This time it felt different. Um, the entity that came through the portal, that didn't come back. So we had removed that completely and I was glad. I don't like to see those. I don't like engaging with those. And I really felt that it was possible something had followed me home the first time because I had to do some personal clearings that I don't normally have to do. When we came back the second time, there was a different feeling. I could sense all of the same activity of the human souls, but they were ready to be healed. They were ready to move on where before maybe they just weren't really sure about me or the process. Sometimes it might even be because of my gender. If I'm working with men who have not crossed over and they're from a certain time period and I come in sometimes wearing a minister's stole, bossing them around, they're not having it. If I come in looking too um, unapproachable or professional, there might be spirits like children who don't want to approach me. I mean, we're still human, right? We still have our feelings. And this second time around, it's like they recognized me. Oh, she's back. So we're going to say yes to her help. Ed and I went through much of the same protocol. We walked through. We asked if there were any portals. We found one and we cleared it. And we lit sage, we crossed people over, which we'll talk about that in another episode as well. And as we did this, the feeling in the room lightened. The light was the same, the air was the same, and yet it's like somebody had opened a window. When I left, I felt lighter myself, exhausted a little bit because it's a lot to go through. But I really felt in my core and still do that we have given new life to this building. This building's new purpose is to house residents and businesses so that they can enjoy life and profit and be in the community and experience abundance where before the job was to hold in all of these memories that were hard. The two female souls that I had met before came to me when we did this clearing and they were both um, victims. One had been thrown down an elevator shaft and one, I believe there was something drug related. There were some other people that crossed over as well and they were mafia related. They'd also been killed. They were kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. And one of the things I did to help them cross over was I had the angels show them that their family was waiting on them. And the people who didn't cross over because 
in their mind, they had done something wrong. Maybe they were part of the mafia or they were, you know, involved in something illegal. Sometimes people don't cross over because they're afraid of judgment. So my angels were able to tell them that's not a fear you need to have. When you cross over, you're crossing over to a place of love and there's healing there. If you've hurt another person, yes, there's accountability. It doesn't get washed away, but it's done so in love. And that crossing over into the next dimension is actually an opportunity to grow and heal and move on as a soul. I was really happy that we were able to go back in that building. And now since then, that business has moved in all the stuff and they're getting their rhythm back in that building. And I'm so anxious to hear how it's going. And in this um in this situation, no news is good news. So I can't wait to go back in and shop and feel how different it feels and to notice how people come and go from the building looking lighter and really enjoying that experience. I want you to hear me say that um, the person who has her business here didn't do anything wrong. We can't always tell when we're choosing a building or a house to live in if it's haunted or not. Buildings can close up their essence when we're walking through initially, and sometimes it's not until we've lived there or worked there for a while that we really notice the feeling or the attitude or personality of the building. And this person was strong enough in her faith to say, all right, I need a helper here. And that's what a lot of this is about. When you reach something in the spiritual or paranormal world and you think, well, this is beyond me, you actually have an opportunity to find somebody else that you're going to know the rest of your life who helped you or gave you that kind word or that bit of wisdom that you would not have been able to experience if you didn't say, yes, I need help. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, wow, this kind of sounds like my house. I've got a lot of things happening in my house. Look around where you live. Um, go on the internet. Look for psychics. Look at their websites. See if they offer house clearings. You might listen to an episode where I interviewed Carlin Marin. That's one of the recent episodes where um, I had an expert come in and she does clearings like this as well. If you're not in the Des Moines area, don't worry, because when we clear buildings and houses and people, we're dealing with energy. So we actually don't have to come to you. I don't have to come to you to clear your space. I will if you want me to and if it's if it's feasible for me to travel. But if you're listening to this someplace else in another country, look around where you are. There are helpers around you. The first thing you can do is say to your angels, hey, I need help with this bring it, please. I'm ready. Then when you have that person come to you, don't be skeptical. Say, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I believe in what you're doing. How can I help? That gives that person even more energy and faith to work with. And if that person has things for you to do afterwards, like in this situation, I made sure that I gave the person a small list of items to order. So afterwards, if she felt she wanted to do another clearing, or if she wanted to clear some items that came into her store, she would be able to do that. So if there's something to do afterwards, say yes to it. If you're hearing this and thinking, I can do this, I know how to clear things, 
and you want some assistance, you're looking for a good process, get a hold of me, rachelcorpus.com. I'm going to be teaching some classes and doing some more podcast episodes on how to clear ourselves and how to clear buildings and houses coming up. So you want to look for those. And as always, I want to support you on your journey, even when it's wonderfully weird like this. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And if you'd like to get in touch, my website is rachelcorpus.com. Facebook, you can find me at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator. Instagram, The Angel Counselor. If you haven't heard it this week or today or anytime soon, I want you to hear the words from Spirit and from me. You are loved. I love you. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, Angel Communicator and Psychic Medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.